1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to BlackBald. When I was in my 30s, I guess, um, I was at a party and I did what I thought was a big line of blow. But it turned out it was a line of meth. (laughs) And I was like up for three days. During which there was one point where I found myself in the kitchen and I know I had been there for a long time. And the reason why i was there is because i was negotiating with these tiny little things they look like just blurs blobs i don't know little furry things or something they weren't really all that clear um of i had to go to the bathroom but they were there sort of impeding me and the understanding i had with them is that we hadn't negotiated a way for me to go to the bathroom yet which brings me to the reason why our next two guests are here they are uh, people who worked alongside John McAfee, that is Rob Rogers, and Josh Kowalchuk, is that how you say it?
2: Kowalchuk, that's close Kowalchuk. enough.
1: Kowalchuk, sorry. Um, right. Yeah, so you guys, um, so some will recognize Rob from the Dean Blundell Show. We've had you on, what, two or three times, something like that? Two times. Two times. Um, and uh, I've been talking to you for a while, and I don't know. I, I, the reason why I opened with that is because John McAfee is a legendary drug user. Like a consumer, <laughs> like no other, like he almost grew a trunk, he did so much cocaine, so um Rob, I'll start with you. I want this entire episode not to deviate away into like antics that had nothing to do with the drug. I want to stay on the drug use stuff because I don't think people really grasp. like his life was like um
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh was it fear and loathing in Las- in Las Vegas, but like all the time basically
0: yeah basically
1: yeah. From what we gathered yeah yeah rob uh, give me an example anything except for the um the shit hammock i don't want to hear about the shit hammock
0: you're the first person who hasn't wanted to hear about the shit hammock
1: i heard about it and i'm good
0: okay <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah.
1: no defecation please
0: i'm still thinking of which one i should do that josh wasn't there for um there was one time oh, i'm just thinking of what's a really good one in vegas he was just fucked right out of his mind when we were there um sorry for swearing on your podcast, but, uh, he was just, yeah, can, you, can uh, you keep
1: the fucking language to like a minimum amount of fucks and shits, please? Thank you. Your sponsors I'll, watching. I'll try. Okay, go ahead.
0: So, um, so yeah, I guess I'll probably start with one of the times at Vegas. So he's just completely, he's on something and he comes up to me and I'm by the elevators and I'm drinking Guinness and he comes up to me and he's looking around and he's sweating. I don't know what he's on, but he's on something. And he just stares me straight in the eye and he goes, "Have you ever wanted to just fuck every single living thing that you've ever seen before?" And I'm just like, What the heck you- no, no, I haven't well,
1: I could have handled that question
0: <laughs> oh, that one was pretty weird it was one of those things where if you saw it you'd uh you yeah have- and it
1: that uppers, so he liked uppers, basically
2: he liked a little bit of everything um if um you know, I, so two experiences that i can recall that definitely stand out in uh, this aspect so um i, I uh, we had to get into the office at around 9 a.m i think was when we had to clock in 9 30 something like that and uh so we show up and this was we, we you know we're told john's in town so you know come you know don't dress like a slob you know come in okay, you know we you know, we, we, our job usually consisted of us just sitting at a desk in front of a bunch of computer screens and a bunch of boards and stuff all over the place and i had a laser cutter beside me we used for development as well but so i'm sitting there doing my work and i'm you know i want i'm expecting um you know uh, this this would have been i think the fourth time or third time i met john when this occasion happened and um we so I'm sitting at my desk, like I normally do, doing my thing, and uh, you know, here comes the here comes the convoy of John and uh, you know John Poole comes in first. That was his security guard, this really great guy, um, yeah. and uh, John comes in following him, and you know, you, you expect a guy who's you know worth couple million dollars or you know more you know you, you sell and you sell your product to Intel for 400 million dollars you know you think you'd show up <clears throat> at a you know at your new company wearing more than mustard stained uh, sweatpants and sweatshirt like just gray like you know like traditional gray dirty looking just disgusting right and it's like holy shit and he comes in and he walks in through the door and he's shaking shaking and I'm like like I kind of watching him right and i, I don't know when i should I, john Poole and the people are talking to him a little bit and I'm like yo john everything all right everything okay and he's i was like oh yeah just hold on he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a little thing of tinfoil and opens it up and he's shaking shaking like just crazy and i'm like okay and like he, he, everything all right Can i get you some water he doesn't say nothing and he uh takes his tinfoil right in his face it, it looked like blow it looked like coke some sort of white powder i don't know what Mm. but immediately uh, after that shaking stops, he goes over to the fridge. Okay. Cause uh, we, you know, our, our office had fancy tastes and uh, John was no different. So that's, and this is like nine thirty in the morning. He then proceeds to have eight shots of Patron silver. and probably not just an out shot, but like, boom, boom, boom. Right. And then shaking kind of stopped. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. Now I'm ready to have smokes. And that was another thing. He was always smoking all the time. I, I smoke as well, but, um, Jesus. Not yeah. not not like John McAfee smokes. But- Christopher
1: uh, Christopher Hitchens used to say that smoking was like the slut of a dish of addictions because it goes with everything. If you want sex, you want to smoke afterwards. If you want to drink, you want to smoke. You want coke, you want to smoke. You want, smoke, you want anything, and it's, so it's like the life of the party. The cigarette, beers and big. smokes. I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> so, th- but so there's a, there's people in this room that are like working for him, and they see him do this. How is it that there was an environment created where everyone just went, Meh, that <laughs> <Dr. John." laughs> like, is John? Like that how does that happen?
2: I think you have to be John McAfee and yeah. you just have to have that reputation. Like the guy was already well known for being insane and yeah.
1: uh, it kind of looks fact- like no offense no offense, Rob, but it kinda looks like you were the guy that sold him the drugs just in the frame that you're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh no,
0: no, I don't do drugs. Smoke a lot of cigarettes though, that's for sure
1: yeah that was the that, that for sure. you look like apoc right
2: now <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um another story i can recall was uh just reflect on cigarettes this was one one thing about mac I remember it was so it was an important day this was at like if um the company we we're working for was heavily involved involved with bitcoin as well and we, we had north america's largest bitcoin operation going at one point point. and john he's you know he's the the captain of this ship if you will and uh he shows up at the office again right you can tell he's already fucked up it's in the morning you know i this was a day when we had investors over right like there was like big money in the room okay so like these guys like i was told like wear a dress shirt which is never i don't like dress shirts i don't like ties i don't like that shit. i look at how i'm dressed right now for fuck's sakes. this is this is just how i wear every day i don't i dress to be comfortable i don't but anyway so we're all dressed up, this and the other, and here comes John. He comes in, just oh yeah, yeah, ready. He and he's not dressed up in the fanciest thing; just like you know, something pretty straightforward. Like I, I, it wasn't it wasn't a suit. It wasn't even a dress up shirt. I can't remember, but at least it wasn't stained with mustard or anything, like that. I recall, but um, so we walk into this room. Uh, over on the uh, like, our, our the boardroom that we were doing the meeting in was adjacent to where our actual office was. It was like the building's boardroom, and we got to use it. And so inside this room, you know, there's probably at least thirty thousand dollars in suits sitting around the table. You know, so there lots of people, like lots of big money, right? And uh, somewhere in an Italian,
1: just went chindali.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, here comes oh, Mac. Here goes Apoc. He comes in, APOC sits down. Everyone's oh yay, applause. Everyone on the screen. they had the screen up of other people. Everyone's like oh yay, John here. Just sits down, just lights a cigarette, just lights a smoke. Right in the office, like sir, you can't smoke here. He's like no, no, I'm I'm John McAfee. I can't just here's give me a fine.
1: That's it's where Dave okay. Chappelle got it from. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. the John the John McAfee maneuver, which is just basically this. Oh, Yeah, oh, too bad. Yeah, he just it. he just
2: didn't okay. care. It's like rules just didn't apply for him and uh and it it showed a lot through like you know, like as as interesting as it was working for him and uh all the experiences and things that went down, like of course Rob um he got a little more of, of, of that in in uh, the whole kidnapping and everything. Um yeah, was, I remember that, that day fun, and Rob told to me the he the was tell the tale, dealing. Josh. He Pardon? lived to tell the tale. He lived to tell oh, the tale. he lived to tell that's yeah. exactly it, but yeah. Even when Rob, when you first were going and go down there, I even said, that's not a good idea. And then you're like, oh, like I told like Rob, you called me at, like 1030 or whatever wanted to show up there. And I'm like, that's not a smart idea. I would not, I would take a hotel and go in the morning because knowing John and his associates, who knows what the fuck they're up to at 1030, 11 o'clock at night. And some random Canadian knocking on the door. Like John wouldn't even probably remember that he invited you that day. Probably who, who the hell knows? Who knows what he was on at that time? You know? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, the, the, you know what? You might as well, Rob, tell like an encapsulated version of that story with the mic closer to your face, if possible. I did because I, I don't know how many people he, you told it on the Dean Blundell podcast, but I just want people to like understand the um the rational, the the rational person that you were working for and what happened when you uh skip skip the uh, minutia. You went down because he yep. invited you down, and you so showed up at the house back.
0: To what? All my projects were back on.
1: Right. Okay. Then you went to the house and then you walked in and uh, knock out the door. And this dude comes out. Named,
0: uh, I'm not going to say his name just so that he doesn't surprise me at my house. Um, this dude comes out with a gun. He grabs it off a table, I think, or it was in a holster. He had that gun in like two seconds flat after he came down the stairs and he just runs towards the door. He opens it up. He starts pointing this uh, gun at my head like this far away. Well, first he was like this far away with it. And then he asked who I was and I identified myself. And then he got way more aggressive. He takes the gun. He starts holding it straight to my forehead. He's yelling at me about stuff. Um, I'm telling him who I am and like the John was expecting me. And um, yeah, before I knew it, I'm on the ground and it's hours later and I hurt and uh, all my stuff's laying out and that there's another dude down there. And what I found out from somebody else who reached out to me. Is apparently that other dude snuck up behind me because apparently he was a green beret um ex green beret and he snuck up behind me and just gave me a whack over the head with a pistol well the are other
1: our x green berets known for the sneak attack is that why i have no <laughs> <Or> idea was...
0: <laughs> but apparently that is something that i was told about him um so that was certainly was interesting and anyways i ended up with my ass kicked and uh when i'm on the ground Jimmy's on my back, holding a gun to my head at the back, telling me about how he hasn't oh, I shouldn't have said his name, telling me about how he hasn't seen seen brains on concrete in years, and he was really itching to see it, and that it looked like some sort of pasta, and I guess he was in the Navy before, and he was just really itching to shoot someone.
1: Yeah, don't Uh, worry about saying his name. In the world, in the whole world, there's a big pool of Jimmy's. It'll be fine. Perfect. So then the other
0: guy goes in, the. Jimmy sends the other guy with me into the Jeep I was renting. To, mm. I think he drove, and I ended up the passenger, but it might have been the other way around. And actually, I think, I, I can't even quite recall. I just remember my head really hurt. But anyways, he told me uh, before I got in the vehicle that if uh, I left, I would be shot. And uh, that was when I really started panicking a lot more. And uh, yeah, when I was left in, the, in the, the room there, I was really concerned about getting shot if I left and about what would happen to me next. Uh, and you weren't
1: like ever like i'm just here to do some coding dude what's up like like you know you're pleased for like they didn't give you any indication why they were treating you this way you know oh yeah
0: they said something about a campaign of freedom in the ocean for the guy who was in the the vehicle with me and that was what Mm -hmm. really rubbed me the wrong way because it suddenly made sense why john told me to pack all the clothes i own and get down as fast as possible uh because he was going to do something involving his yacht and me and i was probably not going to be able to leave after the point that i left that room and got on a
1: ton of speculation though <laughs>
0: well, well not so you know much I mean? if you look at his twitter because he went and uh, had his campaign of freedom where he uh, ran for president in the ocean and uh, there was another person that he kidnapped named jonah lynn and she got away um, it, she got away when uh, he stopped off at one of the islands
1: oh, he had cell phone really? jammers too Is yeah, that he, went to, he went to prison for killing his neighbor and Overseas or something, didn't he? Nope, he got away with that. Um, oh. He went, he oh, went to for
0: prison him. for, uh, for tax. They got him for tax evasion and uh, something else. But I think he was also wanted for security fraud. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, legal coin, prom- Bitcoin, prom- uh, sorry, legal altcoin promotion. Like, he'd be like, hmm. everybody, I got the next Bitcoin. And he did this every day. And then people would buy it. And once it hit his, the value he was waiting for, he would sell all of his shares in it and then it would plummet down to below worth a cent. Uh, and he did this he, same with the other people he was partnered up with in that house I visited uh, to all these
1: cryptocurrencies. Yeah, that's an old trick, eh? Like the penny stock fraud? Yep. Yeah, that's. I uh, know a guy that did that. I, I worked for a guy once in, um, in Quebec. I met him when I fraudulently applied for a job as a radio programmer, even though I had never ever worked in the radio industry once in my, in my life. And um, the guy was like, "Well, what's your experience?" And I'm like, "Well, I just uh, I just wrote a dating website. I did all the like all the content and everything, and it's meant to like um, become like the uh, template dating site for entrepreneurs in different cities and yada yada." And then all of a sudden, this guy comes out from like behind this curtain. This blonde, he looks like a surfer dude. Anyways, long story short, I he invite he I, he gives me this job where I do what I just said for him, and he brings me to Quebec. And he, like, then it got really weird. He got, like, um, like he wanted to have sex with his wife with the door open. Because he knew I was, like, downstairs on the couch. And I'm like, I could hear him. I I guess he didn't understand that, like, you know, his voice carried. So all I hear is this. Well, I mean, he'll hear, but he probably won't come up. (laughs) Like, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, so I know what it's like to work. And then he snapped one day, and uh, he became a little violent, and... You know, he owed me a bunch of money and yada, yada, put me on a train back to Toronto. And then I find out like a week, like a a week, like a year later, he got busted with one of the most like um, valuable penny stock frauds ever with some famous case in the United States or whatever. He's still in prison. You know what I mean? Like he's like, so anyways, the point is the, the eccentricities of some of these guys is weird. Cause like if you are an employee, I know that feeling At a smaller level with that guy, I only worked for him for like a week or whatever. Um, And I know that feeling of just having to ignore the blatant fuckeries and the, like, insane behavior that they can exhibit sometimes. Because you want to get your paycheck. Yeah. That's ex- basically it.
0: That. Um, yeah. You don't get paid if you, you point out that he's crazy. Um, no. Go for it.
1: <laughs> but I, I, I'm curious, because if I worked there, you know, when I was in my 20s or 30s, I would have been like... Um, Mr. McAfee, do you happen to have any cocaine? <laughs> 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 I could really use it. Um, you know, like did, did anyone ever do that, or were you like everyone knows better not to do? That?
0: Oh, I didn't want to try any Mr. McAfee's drugs. Um, I was warned by Bill Lishman not to do any drugs. John McAfee offered me because um, he visited
1: him once, and he—he uh, he
2: smoked a joint with us in Atlanta. Remember that?
1: Yep. It probably had angel dust in it.
2: Oh, I I, well, I don't know <laughs> it wouldn't be surprised if he put something in there but
1: I, it happened to me this is why I wanted to do this show because I, I'm like I can identify with John McAfee at a very minor level but I moved to Los Angeles I went to a party once I was at the on the rooftop my buddy hands me this blunt I'm smoking it I do like three rounds and then all of a sudden I'm like um I got to (laughs) go he's like what and everything was spinning and I was like paranoid and it was like crazy it was like the not even the first time I smoked weed but like a baby smoking weed that's how I felt (laughs) and I went downstairs and uh, I can't I can I always forget this guy's name but he used to be a UFC fighter um with the Mohawk down the middle from like 15 years ago anyways um I ran into him because I had met him earlier and uh he's like hey Canada what's going on with you and I'm like puking I don't know, man. Like, if someone gave me a joint, I think it has something in it, blah, blah, blah. And so he gave a cab driver 100 bucks so I could get home. But, um, yeah, but never take a joint from anybody in the United States. That's just a rule I have now.
0: That is actually some good advice.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just too big of a country to know where you're going to get your stuff from and, like, that shit, like the angel because du- Because I found out that that's exactly what it was. My buddy, I made a couple calls, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, how come it didn't impact you? He's like, I never inhale ever when someone <laughs> hands me something at a club. And I'm like, smart. That was smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but working I like- for a guy, like working for him uh, as a drug user, I don't know, man. <laughs> like I would be, I'd probably get fired for soliciting narcotics from my boss. Like that, That's probably what would happen. <laughs> no, that's
2: how you get a raise with him. What are you talking about?
1: Can't yeah, maybe. I guess
2: that
0: actually was with McAfee. I think if you got into with the drugs with him, I think you did better than if you didn't.
1: Jesus Christ, it's win win. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I had
0: lots of work to do. So the last thing I wanted to do was get hooked on some of the McAfee's drugs. I'm sure they're really well, powerful.
1: Did you guys, you guys don't have to say anything. You don't want to, I don't know if you have like whatever, but like, do you guys ever, like, are you drug users? Do you like just smoke weed? Blah, 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 like, is there you any, smoke do, do, weed, can you I not could. say? Do you have probation officers, you know? Josh, I'm looking at you. I smoke weed all the time. There you go. Okay, my man. That's good. What about you, Rob? Uh, I
0: quit weed. My wife kept calling it a narcotic, so I just eventually was like, okay, fine. I'll stop smoking it she's American. I was
1: just going to say wife, she's American. My wife, my wife kept on calling weed narcotics too, so I just kept calling, stopped calling her my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be here all week that was good that was good yeah was- um listen did he ever do psychedelics because that's really kind of what i'm interested in As oh a user yeah now.
0: Be the most ridiculous stories about
1: psychedelics ever. okay i i need to excite i need uh, who wants to go first josh josh you go first you i recall one ones. time
2: uh so we worked at uh we were in durham north carolina at the durham bulls uh arena that's where we were in the very top of that building that's where our office was and uh, not far from there, on the other side of the ballpark, there was this little restaurant called Tobacco Road, and uh, it was a good little, sh- good little place. They made uh, they didn't know what a Caesar was, but they were able to improvise and make it work, which was good. But because that's a Canadian thing, right? You see, I want a Caesar, and they're like, what? But Bloody Mary is what they <laughs> refer it to now. Bloody Mary with vodka, and that you know, that's you get spicy. That's so what you guys say that, and they can pull it off. But they had some good food there, and uh, one of the times that McPhee was down, we were going to Tobacco Road to get some, pick up some food, and he decided to come for the walk. It was him, uh, one of uh, there was. I'm not going to mention her name, but there was a young girl that worked, or young lady, I should say, who worked with the company. She um, she kind of got involved on sketchy terms in the first place, but that's I'm going to leave it at that. And uh, she, I think she at the time, I think she was 27 years old. Um, anyway, from what I understand, um, she she came along with us, and it was during this walk where McAfee told me about when he tried, I think it was ayahuasca. Is that how you pronounce
1: that right? Yeah, something like that, like ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, so I'm just okay. gonna
1: pop in for to answer questions like that. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's great because uh, I need someone with experience so <laughs> to, to help me. <laughs> so, anyway um on the way there he's like oh i was like oh this he's like you guys gotta try ayahuasca sometime and this sat and the other and i think he was more directing this conversation towards the 27 year old girl because i'm pretty sure well if you didn't sleep with her already i think that's kind of what this whole conversation was getting around like he was already fucked up on something before before we left the office building but um going on about it he was just talking about his experiences with it and uh you go into like a sweat lodge type thing or something and you, you pour it on the water and, uh, and and you chew on this stuff and then you're fucked up for like two days and you have to throw up. And if you don't throw up, you can go to the hospital for like they're getting poisoned or something. I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah, there's something in the tea. It's like some sort of tobacco tea or something like that that they or an extract or something like that that they give you along with it. There's a second liquid and I am not. I, I could be getting this wrong. Um, so don't hit me with email. You don't know anything but ayahuasca I was culture, dude. But, because you know, I don't. Um, but there is two things that they take. And you are. And some people have the shits for like hours.
2: Yeah, that's what he said, actually. He did. He actually was shitting oh. himself. He woke up all fucked up in a puddle of his own shit and uh, just kind of yeah. uh, brushed it off and went back to and I think he did it the next day again, too. That's what I think he, he said. He, he did he it just for like a month it, or something.
1: He just brushed it off. He just brushed the shit off his bed. That's just brushed. I just. Shot him well, I don't know. I got... my,
2: my, my, like just just from how he said, from the way he put it, he kind of just got up, like he woke up in a pile of shit, and passed. Like he pissed and shit himself, and just kind of woke up and just.
1: He probably woke up and was like, "Oh, it must be under the hammock. <laughs> it's my <laughs> turn today." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no, I, I know he definitely liked all sorts
2: of drugs. Like um,
1: you know what's funny about ayahuasca though is that a lot of uh, people who are addicted to other things like cocaine or something like that will do an ayahuasca trip to sort of reset them and sort of prep them for their, you know, path along sobriety or whatever. And then he does it and probably is just like, wow, that was rough, that ayahuasca. Let's fucking, you know, chase that with an eight ball. Jesus Christ.
2: And then oh, he God. just do it. Yeah, apparently he did it for like, he stayed there for like a month or two. It was just getting fucked up all the time on this. But yeah, I, I think he mentioned that he did say, now that you mention it, he did say something about like uh, when you you're supposed to do this to clear your soul and 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 or whatever like you like click to before you pure, purify yourself or whatever. But I think he just went and like like anything John would do, you know, he would take it to the extreme and and now it's not um now it now it's not good anymore.
1: <laughs> you know, do <laughs> do, you, do you know if he did it? Because a lot of times people do it with like this little communal thing yes. where they all sort of Yeah, it was some uh,
2: so there was some um I think if I recall, I think he said it was in
1: Guyana. Yeah, maybe somewhere like that. Um, Something like the that. the reason why so I he- asked The reason why I asked is because all of the people that usually go there, I mean, there's some newbies, but usually the newbie goes with like their veteran friend who's done this before. It would be hilarious to see John McAfee invade the space with that type of vibe. You know what I mean? Because, like, it was like, what, I used to throw raves way back in the day. And I, and I remember people thinking things like, um, oh, the rave scene is about to collapse. So oh, how do you know? Because I see, like, like hitting on girls that don't like it. And you're like, oh, culture's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there was always the one guy after a while when there was none before. John McAfee had an ahuasca retreat is the most funniest thing I can think of.
2: You know. Oh, I, I don't even know. I, I guarantee it would have been probably really funny for everyone but the people at the retreat yeah. <laughs> for a while. Anyway, that's
1: what would be funny about it. It was really uh, how, at their expense—the laugh. Right? Oh, I mean, how
2: many how many sh- shit-stained, chucking sheets you want to change in a week?
1: <laughs> I gotta say, my answer is none. You know? Yeah,
2: I'm gonna go with a big zero on that one.
1: But if you're gonna work at an ahuasco retreat, then you're literally like in the interview. They're like, "Do you have a problem?" cleaning uh, fecal matter you do (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry this is not the job for you Rob and Josh um no I I wouldn't take that job hi I'm Steve Yurko
2: and I'm Tara Sands now available from Maji Media is our new podcast 4Kids Flashback I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does.
1: And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into
2: anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one?
1: the psychedelic part again is one of those things that makes me feel like like this guy didn't have the ability to reset like did he okay that's a good that's an interesting question did you ever see him at a time where he was trying not to do any drugs and what what was that like
2: there were times where he was pretending he was not doing a lot of drugs
1: oh it's just my allergies yeah
2: yeah like that or or the one time where he had a heart attack and And it was actually, he he did, probably fucking did a fat line of math or
1: something. Rob, you got that story, Rob? You want me to do that story? Yeah, go ahead.
0: All right. So this was relayed to me by a coworker. I don't have firsthand knowledge of this. And I thought he was joking until later when I found out I was out of a job and this was a factor in it. Um, Okay. So they're at this meeting and it's in Vegas and it's the same time Freedom Fest is happening for the Libertarians. So John McAfee, if he's supposed to meet with this financing guy, he's going to give the company some really good financing deal uh, where it's like a low interest rate and it's good for the company. It's a healthy financing. Everything's going to get better from doing this. Um, so they're waiting and he's supposed to be there at 10 a.m. So it rolls by about noon and the big wig in the suit's still waiting there. And our other co-workers just trying to entertain him with stories of random stuff from where he's from. Um, but he's running out of, he's running out of things he can say, he's running out of things he can do. Um, and they're wondering where John is. So somebody calls his security guard. So his security guard, he's like, I can't tell you what's going on, but I'm going to do my best to get him out over there and they can't get him. So what they do is they ask which hotel he's in and which room. All right. So, uh, they show up and when that door opens, John's having a meth orgy is the words that were used to describe it to me. Um, there's all sorts of people in there and there's this blonde girl who's in charge of the whole thing. Now there's all this crazy sex going on and drugs being done and everything. And John's fucked right out of his mind and there's no way he's getting out of this cause he's having like great time. One thing he said too, was the bath salts he did. Um, they made him be able to go for hours.
1: Isn't bath uh, salts, just meth with a different branding. Isn't that it what it is? positive for meth? Uh, but it, but everything else, it impacts you the same way, doesn't it?
0: Yes, it's supposed to be like a stronger version of meth.
1: Stronger than meth. Yeah. yeah. You know, this meth isn't strong enough. <laughs> we,
0: hey, when you get we, to 76, uh, the meth starts losing a little bit of its edge after 50 plus years.
1: I don't know how to fucking get... I don't know how one would survive being a meth addict for like a month even. Like, again, I did that line and was awake for three days. And... <laughs> the. <laughs> you know uh, well that's enough I was awake for three days (laughs) just doing a line of meth the ability to like smoke and snort meth more than once a year is amazing to me like how anyone can stand that you know what he is John McAfee um, as far as I can surmise is a lot of people myself included joke about well you know if I ever got rich when I was still in my 20s or 30s I'd be dead that was true for John McAfee. Theoretically, it just didn't kill him. But that's what—that's yeah. what happens when you one of those guys like me doesn't die. They turn into John McAfee. Because,
2: <laughs> it's like you know, it's like same blood type that Ozzy Osbourne has or whatever, where they can just do drugs forever.
1: That Rolling Stones guy there, whatever his name is, Keith Richards. Like, yeah. yeah, you know that just it pickle it pickles them. It actually makes them, you know probably makes them strong preserves yeah, them somehow I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: more energy than anybody else in the office
1: yeah no he's like it's so how long did you either of you work for them each of you uh about a year
0: and then he called me back out again um about a year kidnapping call yeah yeah i was hiding i was there to hide him okay. from the cia apparently what
1: why, why don't you uh come down here and um take all your belongings maybe wipe place for prints. And, uh, oh, we'll see yeah. you here. Don't tell anyone. He actually told
0: anyone, and I told like five people.
1: Yeah, good. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna go for a boat trip. yeah, yeah it's, it's like the episode of The Sopranos.
0: <laughs> you're, yeah. kind of
1: pussy. you're pussy in that exactly situation. But, yeah. He
0: told me we were gonna get to go. Well, he told me. Um, he told me bring everything. I found out when I got there that we were going on the campaign of freedom on the yacht. Uh, but he also, uh, yeah, he told me everything I ever wanted was back on again. And that he was gonna, he was gonna tell me the truth behind what happened at where we worked, and he really wasn't a fuck up and a bad guy, and he was gonna tell me what really happened.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, but, but, don't you think that he was spying on you, and he just was offended that maybe you were trashing him casually to your friend or something like that? Don't you think it was probably something like that?
0: No, I wasn't trashing him.
1: You never were, like, dude. I, I don't, fuck. McAfee is so. Fucked, dude. Like you never did anything like that. Even like,
2: I don't. Th- I don't know if that. How upset could you
1: him. not? <laughs> that would probably just. He'd just
2: be like, "Yeah, and Like Mac, oh, he, just, okay. he just rolled. He didn't care. Yeah, he Mac Oh, and when but people des- covered things yeah, that were
0: undesirable, he loved it. Like if people were... like the poop hammock thing, he he really secretly loved that. Um, the the Gringo documentary. He got so much more fame because that that negative documentary. And more media coverage than he ever could have without it why um, how is he
1: depicted in that
0: uh the poop hammock uh the, the, amy too talks about the things they do with the hammock uh <sighs> for about an hour he also talks about both the people he murdered when he was in belize and um, a bunch of the other stuff
1: he murdered two people in belize i thought it was just one neighbor no the, the neighbor was american that's
0: why he mattered there was a local who uh mac 10 murdered uh one of his security officers um, that, that, they just left dead and everybody knew he murdered him. And it was, I think an example to stop trespassing. Oh, uh, it's in the documentary.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember something about that, but yeah,
0: he didn't have and money. He, like he cared about him for some reason.
1: Yeah. He was doing weird shit back then. He was posting stuff where it was like, clearly he still had cocaine on his face and he was like introducing his new intern who looked like he was more than an intern. You know, like very pretty guy kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you look like. Wouldn't surprise you
2: look, me. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. why I asked you. In the, in the
1: first podcast that we did on Dean's show, I asked you like, because I've never read anything about this, but I'm like, this guy's bisexual, right? Like he, like when he said he'll fuck anything, he moves. Like, okay, he's ever bisexual. Oh, we're not.
2: He, he probably, was, probably, probably got fucked by anything that moved too.
1: Like the it, only reason that it matters to me, for the as far as the context goes, is because when you open up that meth drug orgy, now you're going to see a whole bunch more shit than you would have if he, if he was just a straight guy, right? Like, like, yeah, you know. I, I want to know what the company parties were like. Oh, I do
2: remember <laughs> going to the strippers. Oh
1: yeah, one time I was with the strippers.
2: <laughs> it was, uh, it was interesting. It was. Uh...
1: Did any what? women work in this, these offices?
2: Yes, but um, most of the very pretty ones worked remotely. Yeah. Oh. Were yeah. they
1: actual workers or were, did they have other special duties that they were hired for?
2: Oh, I'm sure they had special duties. <laughs> and I don't know how much work it was. So,
1: <laughs> but it was they definitely they got paid very well. I, I can oh, Yeah, they got paid really well. Hi, Cindy. Hi, it's Cheryl. Yeah, I'm sw- Can we switch shifts? Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's the hammock shift, but wait. I'm going to give you, you know what I mean? (laughs) Imagine negotiating that shit. Oh, Oh, man. You know, one thing I can at least like pat myself on the back for is that for all the drug stories that I have, I don't have anything that involves like my bodily functions being, you know, unleashed on any unsuspecting human (laughs) being, which would just make me want to die. You know, like this guy seems like he, like uh, the rare combination of like, I will risk everything all the time and be eccentric as fuck. And also, um, I don't care at all. That was
2: pretty much it. That was it. Like, he uh, he just did whatever he wanted. Like, you know, like, I know, like, like whatever. And if you were a friend of him, for what I understood, like, you know, a good time with him, like, the guy took it, like, here, just take, take my airplane. Go fly it. And then crashes and dies. Yep. Oh, well.
0: What? what? Yep. Wait, hold on. What? That, was, that was why he left America. He had this lawsuit where, okay, so John McAfee, you, you're supposed to have your pilot's license to go fly an ultralight, but not John's okay. ultralights, not when he was in New Mexico. So, at his yoga retreat, he had a whole bunch of hangers full of all these different ultralights. And what they do uh, is they get all fucked up and then go fly these without pilot's license or without you any him. knowledge of how to fly them. I have a video of one of them where a girl who's clearly on some sort of drugs lands one. And I believe she's on MDMA based upon how she reacts when they start cutting her clothes off after for an unknown reason. Um, it cuts before you see anything, but you can tell what's going on. But, Wait, uh, sorry.
1: Was she like, ah! Or was she like, yeah, that's right. You cut those clothes. Like, which one was she?
0: She was super into it about how
1: cutting her clothes.
0: I don't even know. You have to watch the video. It was
1: That's scary. like a rendition of the movie Crash. Not the Academy Award-winning one, but the other movie Crash, which was about the whole thing was about people who got off on getting in car accidents and then immediately having sex in the car. So this girl was like the adrenaline of not knowing what the fuck she's doing and driving a glider on MDMA landed it. She's exhilarated. Her clothes start getting cut. That's like a kink thing. Don't ask me how I know about this. Moving on. That
0: would would actually make (laughs) a little bit of sense. Uh, But yeah.
1: Adrenaline. Uh, adrenaline.
0: It certainly was something else though. That was for sure. The, uh, it was something else
1: yeah um i kind of wish um he was still do you, oh is it even plausible <laughs> this is funny, that this man would attempt suicide <laughs> yep
0: uh he yeah. sobered him up and he was sober for the first time in years it definitely is plausible
1: uh, just let that just, just for just for the people who listen on apple and spotify who aren't not watching but just listening um, I just posted a photo of John McPhee with a, him pointing a gun to his own head um, as a way of being a little bit snarky because he died by hanging himself in his prison cell. He Epstein'd his way out. Is that kind yep. of what happened? Yeah. Now, there are people who believe that he was just too, I don't, too confident in his abilities to fucking escape, <laughs> for lack of better words. You know what I mean? Like, he, apparently he had the visions of grandeur that often um, centered around not being held accountable for the things he did. Yep. You know, like murdering oh, people. Absolutely. There really? is two,
0: reasons, two other reasons why that might have happened. Uh, so nobody's seen the body, and they won't even let his wife see it from more than 20 feet away through a piece of glass. Um, what is he, the, the Pope? Like, <laughs> the fingerprints haven't been taken, and neither of the dental records. Now, John had a double named Donovan. He looked an awful lot like him. Say, tell him about
2: the body double. Yeah, Yeah, the
0: body double, Donovan. He looked an awful lot like him, and he sent him to the bar once when I was there, just to fuck with me. But I knew he was a little off because his voice was a little off. But uh, Donovan knew
1: nothing about computers. Well, well, maybe he's still alive. Well, you think what? What are the odds? What are the odds? Like, do you guys have any belief inside you at all that he might be still walking around this planet?
2: Barely any at all. You know what though? But if he was, I wouldn't be. Really surprised. I'd, I'd be, be like, "Oh, I, 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 you would, I would definitely be scared if I was you, bro." <laughs>
1: yeah, well, yeah, I'd be dying. What uh, country okay. is he in right now? Uh,
0: he would have taken off probably to somewhere South America, like Panama or in
1: that. No, no, where but think. where is the body that you have to look through a pinhole oh, at twenty feet? Spain. Spain. They
0: won't give up his fingerprints or his dental records either, or his corpse, even though it's been there for like eight plus months now which is what I, makes me think something suspicious is happening because the U.S. Well, that's is- like,
1: that's uh, like, uh, excuse me. Could, do you guys have the quickest way to like just spread hysteria over conspiracy theory? Uh, yes, I have an idea. <laughs> and it's exactly yeah, what they much. did with John McAfee's body.
0: <laughs> I don't sense, I he did kill himself. Oh, I got to hit the button again.
1: Yeah. That really button's not annoying it. at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Okay. So if he did kill himself, though. Um, I think it would have been to try to activate his dead man switch. Uh, but luckily, um I have an idea as to what's in it. But luckily What's a dead man
1: switch? What's a dead man uh, switch? He
0: died, he had a way where he had put some information in very particular way on the internet that several of his ex employees were aware of how to decode essentially. He would have called it decrypt, but the way it's implemented, I wouldn't really call it encryption because it's not the seventies anymore. But uh
1: despite your haircut it's not the 70s anymore
0: yeah exactly (laughs) um but yeah i don't think i should say too much because people focused on these two buildings falling down that had nothing to do with it and uh this other dude who was some troll rather than the actual official effort that eventually ended um because i think they got spooked that nobody paid attention to them even though they were the official effort and they kept getting their site denial of service attacked for where they were trying to put it up so everybody could just see it Um, but yeah, I'm not even going to mention what's in there. Uh, but it's there's. I don't see why
1: not. Apoc, you keep on traveling in and out of dimensions, even on this podcast. You'll be fine. No,
0: (laughs) no, thanks. I don't think I should mention too much about what. Okay, no, I'm
1: just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't want you to risk life and limb for something that you might. You know? Do you like? Okay. It sounds like a story of John McAfee's life has to be told. Yep right like it sounds like there should be do you know of anything in the works
0: um there's been a few i was approached by one guy doing a documentary from england but uh he didn't want to follow through with me i guess uh even though i talked to him on the phone twice um well I think- did you
1: zoom call him with your matrix background because maybe you just weren't branding yourself
0: <laughs> oh i uh, know it was just a regular phone call uh, to a california number um, oh.
1: Okay. He had a you should have put coffee. some kale on the table as a decorative piece <laughs>
2: a little bit of tofu yeah
0: so um so yeah anyways uh, there's that um there's also the one for his book um i still haven't watched read the book um there's an autobiography i guess where john embellished a bunch of stories and handed over some tapes to someone um <clears throat> All of his stories are different throughout every rendition of them, which kind of makes me think most of his stories were not fully accurate or
1: truthful. Yeah, I know people like that. Like, uh, I I think I actually I actually used to be a person like that. I just wanted people to be entertained, right? Like, like every that. My motivation wasn't sinister. Louis
0: is different for what What's happened that? to Lewis when he did too much acid. The only thing that's common is that he let a talking drive dog drive his car. That's the only thing they all have in common.
1: I, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I don't believe people when they say shit like that about psychedelics. Like, like when I said that thing about meth, I, I, I hope I conveyed the obvious, which is that meth is like something that invades your brain in ways that like cannot even be explained. And it's it's a psychological mind game. And so you, you try to retell the story as best you can. But you all, I always do it like this. Okay, I know how it sounds and I'm never going to do this drug again because of this, but here we go. But psychedelics, I've done hundreds of times okay shrooms peyote once um acid lots and even if i did like six (laughs) double blotters or something crazy like that i have never ever like hallucinated things out of thin air the hallucinogenics especially with things like shrooms and acid is like it's a uh, it's a way it's the way that the drug sort of like in, makes your brain interpret the way that life. Or light like fractures and stuff like that and that's why with shrooms especially if you look at a light and then look away and close your Eyes you can see whatever pattern the light was making over here with your eyes closed And then when you open your eyes You understand that the reason why the tree is being kind of weird and wavy in the distance is because The lens that you're looking through is impacted at the lens level and that's why it's the light on your eyes That's making everything in the distance and in the foreground kind of go wobbly but for it to invent things out of thin air, dogs that are literally driving cars—yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> when well, thought, like when people say stuff like that, most of the time it's bullshit. That's
0: what I thought too. It sounded a little too coherent for hallucination.
2: One time when I was younger, I may have dabbled and I may have watched a wall breathe, but I heard it as well, which was oh, kind. Well. Of,
1: yeah, well, that's still that 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 is. Something I would say I would say is like fairly typical. Mine was carpet fibers, you really. Know, same shit. They would wave,
2: really. You liked it, you know?
1: Yeah. And and then you can maybe you can you can interpret like a furnace in the distance or a fan in the distance as being the breathing noise or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Like, there there are things that happen that there are, like the conclusion seems almost obvious. Yeah. Dogs driving cars would no, require an that. enormous amount of life fractures happening simultaneously when you turn over like this. So I think that blurb was a dog. It was a dog. And then you could not just They, they, a they maybe
2: mix them all together. Who knows?
1: It offends me as a drug connoisseur when people do that. Like, just tell me what the drug really did. Like, why do you want a hero cookie for being as the most fucked up guy ever? You know? I think, think he
0: probably gave him more street cred. One thing about McAfee is anything that he thought gave him street cred he uh, he was totally into and just did went went as hard as he could into it.
1: Uh, yeah, that a lot of guy, a lot of public self-made people are like that because they want uh, they get Trump was like that or is he, they they rely on the perception of the image more so than who they really are as people. So to, if, if John McAfee is like, I did so much acid, man, that a fucking dog drove me home that night people be like, oh, that's just John McAfee. You know, like that's part of his brand, right? I
2: think. (laughs) No, I'm, uh, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something here. Um, I got sidetracked.
0: Oh, remember what he was going on about how only a strong, proud black man like himself could play him in the movie? And that only said- Yeah, I
1: remember that.
2: To
0: play him and then indeed, yeah like,
1: that's another like i mean is that like a is that a reference to his penis was he making a joke like what what know, is that two
0: months straight he was going on about how he was black and he filmed <laughs> a video with his wife where the n-word might have been used and uh, it made the shareholders really upset and they started messaging on the dis- discussion board all about how angry they were about john's choice
2: of word
1: <laughs> he probably wanted uh, to say the word with impunity <laughs>
2: i know that my um uh, my friend's mother who used to lived across the street for where I am now um she messaged him because she had him on Facebook she messaged him and said oh my, my 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 old neighbor Josh is working for you and he replied with oh yeah Josh I the Canadian guy yeah, I fed him to my dogs that was something that he <laughs> to, to, just to just to get just to get a rise out of anyone right you know and she's an older lady too so yeah, but just, wow. just, just an idea of just, I don't know. He he liked to get a shock out of people,
1: I guess. It'd be funny if she was like, Josh, I talked to your lovely boss and he said that he was feeding you God. I'm glad yeah, there you're there going you to go. church on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. He, was he a believer in that? Was he a believer in God? Or was he like, because no. I figured He's he would God. either state, I'm an atheist or I, I believe in God. Like he would state it.
2: He believed he was God.
0: He what? I'm pretty sure he believed he was God. Yes, mm-hmm. that's. he was was jesus for computers that's the very minimum that he believed at the very least he He was
2: a god among us is what he believed
1: yes among his peers and by that i mean people who are kind of like big names in the tech industry um did they forget about his drug use did they respect his work can you say Um, it again did he did, did his did his peers did they did they respect his work the work that he did
2: Oh, I think in his prime, I think he was a genius. I think he was very smart. Like, you know, he worked at Boeing and he did a lot of other things. He had a lot of employment with a lot of people. Exactly. He met a lot of intelligent people. Like, heck, you, 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 like I said, you you don't build something that Intel then buys off, off you for $400 million for, you know, you got to have done something. Yep. So, you know, he definitely impacted the world. Like, heck, he can't even, everyone, people that don't even know what computers are know what they've heard of McAfee. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And just yeah. to make
2: that kind of impact on the world. But yeah, I think that like maybe like Steve Jobs would have thought of him as like, yeah, this guy's a fucking drug addict and he's you know whatever, but but like yeah. in the end of the day, he still was revolutionary. Like he he made a huge impact,
1: you know? Plus Steve Jobs couldn't really do anything. He just walked around saying, "Oh, stuff. you're right, you're
2: right. Maybe maybe <laughs> Wozniak would have been more like, yeah, this guy's yeah. like Wozniak would have looked down on him and like, this guy's a Wasted talent is maybe what Wise would have said. Who knows? Like-
1: no, Bill, Burr, Bill Burr has a good uh, bit about uh, Steve Jobs. He's like, uh, I hate it when they give Steve Jobs his, his due, his credit. What the fuck did he do? He just walked into rooms with people that were smarter than him and were like, I want all my music this big. Do it. <laughs> <And walked out. laughs> you know, he like, didn't feel like he had any technical skill. He, like, he was just like a spokesperson. Uh, to be
0: honest, his quality control was interesting. Like, there's stories of him destroying lots of prototypes of things just to see how they'd break so he could complain about them. Like, the first time they gave him the iPod prototype, he put it in his fish tank and watched it bubble and then said, you see, I told you it was too big. There's still air in it. Um, Wow. So that's something. Uh, One of the Mac laptops, uh, they removed some of the screws in one of the newer revisions, so he smashed it to pieces um, just to show it would crack where he thought it would crack. It was uh, He was that type of guy where he... uh, where he would just destroy things that people worked really hard on to be like change this piece about it after it broke the way he wanted it to
1: and he, he was so full of himself too that he's probably like he throws the ipod in the fish tank and he's like i'd get the ipod myself but my skin doesn't penetrate water you know because he <laughs> thinks of himself so highly <laughs> you know what I mean? um well, listen guys i i i know that uh it would take like a decade to talk about all the drug stories i just really wanted to do a podcast where I didn't have to do any prep and you guys helped me make that happen. Well, I'm glad <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. You know. No, honestly, I think it, I think it would be amazing. I, am glad I didn't work for him because then I'd probably, I'd probably be dead in that scenario too. There's a whole bunch of scenarios where I would be dead. Right. And, and having a lot of money or working with a guy who gave me endless amounts of drugs, probably not the quickest way to survival. Um, but you guys <laughs> made it because you guys are not as weak as I am. And, uh, and now you got stories to tell for days. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining me, Rob and Josh. Josh no or Rob, we'll talk soon. Josh, it was really nice meeting you, yep. buddy. Likewise. And, uh, yeah, we- and thank you for coming. And uh, yeah, You're we'll welcome. be in touch. Go ahead, Rob. What's
0: up? Link to the movie website,
1: thejohnmcaffeymovie.com. Oh, you have that URL? Yep. Okay, why do you have that URL? I, I, I fed you the softball before, but you never decided to take it, so I didn't want to pursue it.
0: Oh, I bought, I bought all of the John McAfee-related movie URLs, even ones that are for other people's movies that I knew would be made into a movie one day.
1: Are you doing that to sell them to the studios? Or are you doing that so that you can make a movie? It's my domain name. No, I'm if, you, uh, if somebody wants to offer me like 50 grand
0: for it, they can have it.
1: Um, but yeah. I want a lot of money for it. Um, well, good luck in that endeavor. That's a lot of hard work you put into that.
0: Yeah. i i I spent like a good several hours making that bad movie i made i really want to really want to do something with it one day
1: but uh maybe you will dude um i I think it'd be dope because the best stories come from the people that no one knows about and and you know you guys are we, we fit that description in this particular scenario and those are the best stories the best stories are from the people that like aren't in the public eye that's that work with people in the public eye that are shit shows. And it's funny that you said earlier about you guys went to go see the Durham Bulls play because before that when I was thinking about the mustard on the shirt, the first thought that came to my mind was the fuzz on the on the shower sandals and how um in that movie Kevin Costner says to I think it's Timothy Robbins or whatever. It's like you got you got you got fuzz, you got uh what do you what do you call it? uh fungus on your shower shoes. He's like, so? He's like, you're not in the show. Once you're in the show and you win 20 games, then you can have fungus on your shower shoes. And in that scenario, McAfee, well, he's the shower shoe. (laughs) I think it's funny about him.
2: The mustard sweater.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Okay.
0: When he shit his pants, I don't know what drugs he was doing the night before. Oh, one time he comes into the office and he's got a suit for the upper half and then the lower half's a track suit with gray pants. And he shit his pants at some point. And uh mm. nobody wanted to be near him but me.
1: That one was uh, quite the experience. Also very curious why you were the only one that wanted to be near him. Uh, he was <laughs> buying me he bought me all
0: like so some questions. In <laughs> he bought me Pardon so me, much Rob?
1: food. Oh, he bought me so much food. It wasn't even funny. So he bought you so much food and based on that you're like, "You know what? He does smell like shit cuz he shit his pants." But I will stay near him as, and, and close by him because he bought me food.
0: That- you know what? I was a loyal employee. I just knew not to do drugs with him. And I knew that if I was loyal, maybe it would work out for me. But uh, it really didn't as much as it should have.
1: you made a decision to not walk away from you make you would make him feel bad?
0: Well, everybody else was staying away from him. And one of the co-workers we worked with, she was all like going on about the emperor's new clothes. And I was just like... Eh. Could, you, could you smell shit? Oh, yeah. He smelled horrible. I don't think he even showered either. He might have even had shit his pants the night before.
1: I don't know if you are just the nicest guy ever. Like, I didn't want to make him feel bad because he smelled like feces. Well, nobody <laughs> else. <laughs> if you just over strategize that particular situation and maybe, like, you know, I don't have to sit here and smell feces. Plus, <laughs> I exactly can say something polite and walk away. And I kind of wanted
0: to hear him out.
1: I would be very distracted by the smell of poo. I gotta <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, guys. i'm Josh, Rob. Uh, Rob, we'll talk soon. Josh, nice meeting you, buddy. Thank you Likewise. guys for the stories and thank you for coming out. Um Yeah, I could have uh <laughs> I, don't know, I can't get past that last one. Uh yes, yes. Oh, the feces smell was just awful. It was terrible. Did you um move away so you didn't smell his feces? oh no 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 i (laughs) stayed right where i was it just seemed like the smart thing to do um yeah i I, the things that people do for and and i'm not really cutting up rob i i'm projecting my own aversion from anything that has to do with other people's bodily functions but um i but yeah working for someone who's like that is is like another job on top of the job that you already have you know you got to know their idiosyncrasies yeah it would be helpful if you knew what drug they were on is he on cocaine oh mdma oh that's a totally different approach (laughs) i think you guys need to like let me handle this um but big thanks to uh rob rogers and josh kowalchuk for coming on uh, to tell us those stories on thursday we have from i consider a legendary sort of toronto band god made me funky uh, their frontman Fat Al. I think I've known Fat Al for about 20 years. <clears throat> he is dope. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be on to, to talk shop, to talk what music industry was like, uh, how he sort of pivoted and transitioned during the pandemic. And yeah, so we'll see you then tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thanks for watching Black Bolt.